So here's the question. When the rules we've been operating by have burnt us out and the hamster wheel is keeping us awake at night and stuck, how do we, as expert entrepreneurs who want to make significant impact but just can't take on one more thing, grow our businesses and teams, double our revenue while working less? That's the question. This is the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and this show explores the answers. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today, I'm super excited to have Chris Bantcock all the way from the UK on the podcast. And the super interesting thing I want to want you guys to listen to today is Chris is an expert in the creative expert industries. He's got a substantial background in marketing and building businesses around that. But he's also founded and now his business is Agency Local. And this is a business that's committed to bringing the community of creative experts together and particularly putting them in a more social and collaborative community that's really safe for everyone to brainstorm and I think that this is such a interesting model and I think it's um, a future model that I think you can see a lot of it. And we, we also here at Blueprint HQ are trying to bring these communities together because I think for so long in a lot of our professional services industries and as experts, we've seen other people with our same expertise as competitors, but they're not, they're collaborators. And we've all got this expert deficiency around you know, the the difference between our technical skills and our business skills and our people skills and our self-development skills. And Chris and I explore this, how it's the same for any any expertise really at all. And what he's done, um, which I think is really interesting and I really is to build a model where we jump over that and he brings everybody together in a safe community. So I want you to really listen out to that, how the model is different. It's a membership subscription model, but it's actually bringing what traditionally would be looking as competitors together as collaborators. And it it's mind-blowing and also, of course, um, speeds up the learning process on any kind of gaps because, you know, everyone has um, different skills and, you know, bringing them together in a collaboration. And that deeper form of networking, which is about building community and building advocacy as opposed to just getting sales. So stay tuned and listen. Chris is always a great joy to have conversation with, and I hope you get a lot from it. Check out the links below to check out the agency local. And if you've got anyone in the um, creative industries who might be interested, give Chris a shout out. Thanks. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. Super excited to have Chris Bantock here from all the way from the UK. So it's evening with me and it's a good morning to Chris, who's still recovering from a very big, he calls it gravel bike riding. Um, over here in Australia, a little tougher. So we do mountain bike riding, but he's still um, recovering from that. What I want to drill down with Chris today is for him to really tell you a story. Chris is a marketer by trade, but has set up what I think is a really interesting business model and business called Local Agency. So welcome, Chris. Can you give us a quick introduction about yourself? Get, let us get to know you a bit better. And then also tell us the history and the story behind Local Agency. Uh, yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the uh, on the show. Um, 
and uh, yeah, so it's a pleasure to be here. It is morning here, which is uh, which is great. Um, yeah, my my stuff, gosh, I uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's been a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, my 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 journey started actually in in corporate life um, in the IT industry. And I mean, IT, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, um, never a techie. Mm-hmm. Do not mistake me for a techie. Um, it, I've always been in sort of sales, marketing, business development, strategic partnership type roles. Worked for the likes of Hewlett Packard, Philips, Microsoft, um, and. <laughs> Fast forward to 20, 2004, I left Microsoft and it was the rise of Google. So um, I really got into the digital marketing as it was at, at the time with, with the rise of Google. I actually uh, ran the UK arm for an Australian business that was the forerunner of uh, Wix and Squarespace, the build your own website solution. Yes. Actually, I met that guy at, a, at an innovation um, conference one day when he came back, but yeah. And uh, so that that was way ahead of its time. Um, and I, I, because I wasn't a techie, and a lot of the conversations of clients led to, well, can you do something about my website? Because, you know, I, at the time I had to be honest with them, you know, we can drive traffic to your site. Um, however, your website's pretty rubbish. It won't convert. Therefore, it's a waste of money. So that tended to be a light bulb moment. Can you do something about my website? So, yes, strategically, technically, no. So I partnered with a technical web development application development business and at the same time I worked with a print brand design agency um, and all her clients were saying can you do websites and digital and she didn't know where to start so we worked loosely like that for a couple of years and then I went hang on this is crazy why don't we just come together as one business um, and we were all similar sized businesses etc so that's what we did. So overnight, we formed this, I hate the term, but full service agency, because we could do everything <laughs> from strategy to brand, to print, yeah. to to e-commerce and all the rest of it, and digital marketing. Um, I love, love working in agency, an agency world. Uh, we grew that business over, over 12 years. And uh, at our height, we were sort of 15 people um which in in agency world is is pretty reasonable and an opportunity in came up in 20 uh 2018 to sell the business and i got curious followed the right rabbit um ended up with me selling the business in 2018 and i left in beginning of 2019 so um having been on the journey of scaling an agency and having been on the journey of selling an agency, um, which a lot of people only aspire to, very few actually actually get to that end end goal. I felt I got a bit of value to give back, so I started. You did indeed, because it's a rare thing. So I started to do mentoring and coaching for other agency owners. I had no desire to set up another agency. Been there, done that, got those scars, uh, but wanted to uh, to help others that on that journey. Yeah. 
And that really was the start of, of sort of, of what I was doing in terms of, you know, the traditional route, if you like, of, of, of helping others in, in a mental, I, I call it guiding now. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a guide because I'm guiding agency owners on their journey. And so I need to pull in different skill sets. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's mentoring. Sometimes it's consulting. You know, you just got to tell them what to do. Other times it's educating. You know, it's training. It's a whole... Counselling. Counselling, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, therapy. Therapy. Yeah. (laughs) So I now call that guiding um, as a a term. Um, And I could could have carried on just doing that. Um, and you know, there are other agency people out there, agency coaches, guides that, that just do that. However, when I was running my agency, I was part of another, another agency group, um, support group, and I found it really valuable. And, but that was based up in, in London and I'm based outside of London in rural land. And there, there just wasn't the community. For all the Australians out there, rural land is like what he talks about. Is what forty miles out of London or something? Yeah, I'm forty <laughs> miles outside London. <laughs> Sorry, we're just laughing at the distances here. But go on. Yes, yes, I know. It's uh, yeah. Um, so, but out in our rural land, uh, that there wasn't a community for for this audience. And there yeah. wasn't a, a, a way for people to, to meet and get to know each other. Yes, people would meet at networking events. But as you and I know, when people go to networking, they're in transaction mode. They're in sales yes. mode. Yeah. They're not interested in talking to somebody else that's from their industry. Um, they're looking for that next sale. Um, yeah. So I wondered whether there was an appetite um, to to sort of, create an environment where marketing agency people could come together and may 2019 i put on an event um about 25 agencies turned up wow that is a big number for a local area i think it was the bribe of beer and pizza to be honest oh yeah of course (laughs) and the format of that was networking so getting to know each other but without being in that transaction mode, yeah. also without having you know those people coming to sell you life pensions and uh, utilities and all the rest of it, so it was a coming together of of like minded agency owners, and mm-hmm. so they could get to know each other in a in a secure, safe environment. And then we also had a talk from a, an expert, a specialist, around an aspect of running an agency. And that was the beginning of Agency Local. Fantastic. Can I just ask one question? It's a little off topic, but I want to, it just occurred to me. So why does um, these type of marketing businesses be called agencies? So everyone always asks why accountants and lawyers and everything called partnerships. Is it the same sort of thing? That's just the name. Partnerships, you know, they went out in the 1980s, but we still call it partnerships. Is agencies the same thing, or is it just, is it actually a, a more valid reason behind it? 
It's interesting because it's a really good question because at the at the smaller end of the of our of our ecosystem, you've got freelancers that are providing marketing related services. It could be you know a copywriter, an SEO person, a web developer. Right? They don't see themselves as agencies. They see themselves as as freelancers, um, but they are providing the same service as an agency. An agency is a term, it is an industry term. It's been around for a long time. Um, it, it does get confused with um, with things like recruitment agencies. Yeah, and I always think advertising, and advertising is a small part of, of marketing. I think that's probably where it came from originally. Yeah, it was advertising agencies, and then it, it as... Because at the time, marketing was advertising. Yes. And then marketing has expanded into, you know, so many different areas um, that the term agency just came along with with the marketing agency. So you get a brand agency, a web development agency, you know. It, it's a term that, that that is an industry term that's recognised. Yeah, because it's interesting, because I would think for a client... Like I, I'm a client or so a client doesn't mean anything to me. But and it's like, well, where the hell did that term come from? And haven't we finished doing that now, practicing? That's like a doctor's practice. Yeah, doctor's practice, counting practices, law practices and stuff like that. It's just like, can we not use that word anymore? But agency, it's kind of a nice word. It doesn't sort of mean anything. But I I just sort of said, because it's in your business name as well, it's like, is there some kind of like mystery thing? But it's not. It's just what the industry has called your business type um, forever, unless you're kind of a sole trailer trader and then you're a freelancer. Marketing business local doesn't quite have the same room. It does not. No, local agency is much better. It's not, as I said, it's not a bad word, but it was just like, I wonder why they call agencies. It kind of does remind me of suits or, you know, Mad Men <laughs> back then and all the stuff that used to go on those ones. But, um, so let's explore the actual local agency model. It is something that you do see a little bit, but I think what I love about it is that you've kind of bring separate business habitats or agency habitats, as we might say, together to collaborate then and bring in others. I think the strength of that in the collaboration is that, and like we do in any kind of any kind of expert fields, like, a, you know, any of the finance ones could do this as well in that you have tax specialists, business specialists, insurance, you know, all of those ones. But you don't often see, particularly in the what I call the protections and sort of more harder finance type experts, this type of collaboration go on. And I think that everyone is missing out, the business owners themselves, the clients and everybody else. Is it that you've just brought a concept in to the creatives or do creatives collaborate quite well anyhow or is it that you've you've created an environment where collaboration works? No, I've I've always believed that actually the the agency world is probably one of the most collaborative sectors I've ever worked in. So there is that mindset already there which which really helps. Um, but the, and, and collaboration is, is, is a big part of, of what we do, but we don't 
actually do anything to make it happen. We just create the environment and the surroundings that that enables it people to get to know each other, to get to understand where the opportunities are to explore and and to talk. Um, so if you if you think about what where I started out, which was you know helping agencies on their journey, the there not there's only agencies of certain size that can actually you know afford a coach or or a guide on a one to one basis. So part of what I wanted to do was help those smaller agencies that that couldn't actually afford that that one to one help of development and quite often don't realize that they need it um but but actually help them um by providing an environment where yes there was collaboration so that's helping them at, at that early stage they're interested in the next sale and the next sale often comes through collaboration so that's fine but there there are times when they need that support that they have a question they have a challenge they don't know how to get over it so i wanted to provide an environment that helped them that enabled them to get that support not directly from me but from other from their peers um but also to help them to to learn and to to grow um as individuals but also to grow their business and the you know what what we always get asked at these things what problem do you solve and the the problem that i and agency local are trying to solve is the fact that the vast majority i'd say 90% odd plus start out their their agency life because they've got a training or a passion in something so i've been trained in design i've been trained in web development i've got a passion for photography and they're really good at what they do so they naturally attract clients they they grow and they maybe take on a couple of people but somewhere along that journey they wake up one morning and they go oh my god i've got a business how'd that happen <laughs> um, exactly and then that thought that thought is very quickly followed by i've never been trained in running a business so what we what i'm trying to do with agency local is provide that you know and i love your term habitat you know that environment where they can they can go from you know transform from being craftsperson somebody who delivers their skills to somebody who is running a business and is a leader leader of a business and in in many respects we are just opening their eyes to what you know what is possible and you know because the the, the wisest person you know what's the expression the, the the wisest man in the world is is the person who knows what he doesn't know <laughs> which usually is nothing from the wisest man well, like, yeah the more you know the uh, less you know yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah, and, and that really is the, the, the purpose of, of Agency Local. Yeah, so collaboration is just one aspect. 
This episode is brought to you by The Aligned Leader, a six-week program built to combat the leadership fatigue syndrome so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. Um, and I think for everyone listening, that's a, a really big thing, not just, you know, to take this away. I mean, we try to do a similar thing in, and, you know, we're also building and looking at models. Is that expert deficit? Is that most of us became something because it could make money or whatever that is. So we got a career or, and then no one trained you in being a business. And sometimes I think, particularly with the guy, with the people we work with, and I think yours are the same. We do, they wake up one day and and sometimes don't even have, they think they're in business because they employ people and all of this sort of stuff. And there's bits missing from the actual business model and there's very big gaps there and they know it. But then how do you how do you change that, particularly in this day and age, and, you know, and take it forward? And I think, as you said, collaboration and working through with people who are like-minded in that as well. Because I can tell you, as someone who's had lots of businesses and learned a lot about business, it is a constant play. And particularly, I think, in the time we're at, like this constant change and, you know, for them to learn like the business model. Because I think if you can, can you just tell us, the actual delivery model. So what are the levels and, and maybe what are the income streams? And then I would like to kind of brainstorm a little bit how people could actually do that either with their types of clients or in different industries. Mm. I will. Yeah, definitely. The one point I want to pick up on is the fact that you mentioned the word change, right? Um, when COVID hit, that's the biggest change to happen to any any business, all businesses. In 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 the marketing and agency world, it hit them so hard. And I think it, it that more than anything else opened their eyes to the fact that, you know, normally my business is just running. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find find the next client. Find the next client. Suddenly, the next client's not buying. Suddenly you know, the market that they're, they're looking to serve has just disappeared. You know, the, there's so much uncertainty. and Did it disappear because it's front-end, um, because people still have online businesses and stuff like that that need marketing, or is it just because the whole place went into panic? I think it's more because they haven't really focused on the nuts and bolts of their business. So they haven't got a business plan in place. They haven't, you know, they don't, you know they haven't got um you know know that they've got enough money in the bank to last for the business to last three months you know it's all those business practices that they hadn't got in place because they're not trained business owners but um and they probably haven't struggled before because the clients did keep coming exactly, exactly. so yeah i think and and to be honest you know the COVID sort of opened people's eyes to actually, I, I need to learn about this stuff. And, and you know, again, that's sort of, you know, it's a coincidence of time, but we, Agency Local was in its formative stage when COVID hit, and it's very much defined the business model and how we operate. Because, you know, we, we when COVID hit, we started to run Ask the Expert sessions. Now, these were online on Zoom, you know, 
Um, these were all around COVID issues, you know, how to manage your cash flow, how to furlough staff, uh, where to get the grants from, you know, because everybody was in panic mode. So we, you know, we just put those on to support the membership. Um, in fact, I, I launched the membership in March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> all about coming to events and workshops free of charge. <laughs> that was the proposition. So we parked that and just... <laughs> oh, my God. Could have you done that less perfectly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to say February. It's like, oh. But we just got well, support the community. So we did ask the experts. We started um, uh, Better Together groups. These were peer-to-peer -peer support groups all around planning. And now that is a second level of membership. Um, and, you know, that is all around 90-day planning cycles. Um, so, you know, a lot of what we what we do now came out as a result of trying to support the community through COVID. Um, and in terms of business model, yeah, the membership is core. You know, it, it's core to us. Um, and, you know, the aim is, is, to, is to grow that. You know, we started off as local, meaning Thames Valley, which is an area west of London, um, a, quite a sizable area. But um, and then COVID hit, and it changed the definition of local. So local became essentially UK, um, and you know, there's no reason why it couldn't go go wider than that. Um, you know, but. The, so the membership is a core part of the business model. Um, we also have, um, there's the one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching as well on top of that. And something that I'm looking to do is to sort of not only build a community of, of agencies that want to grow and develop, I want to build a community of guides that can that can help agencies because I don't. It's not just about me. It's about the you know the principle of you know these people need help to transition into being a business leader. Um, the other thing is we we have a partner program, so we partner with people offering services, product services um, into into agencies. So we've got. We've got training companies that train on account management and sales and presentation skills. Um, we've got um, a service centre which focuses on accounting for agencies, HR for agencies, um, uh, legal services for agencies. And then we've got a product shelf that, you know, people, you know, things like social media scheduling tools and project management tools and things like that. So... All our partners, uh, our partner program, our partners are called Foles, as in small horses. But Foles, small horses. Small yeah. Foles stands for Friends of Agency Local. Be warned, everybody. Chris is the king of acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> like he even outdoes an accountant. I can tell you. <laughs> His are much more fun than ours, though. <laughs> yeah, like cooking on gas. Yes. Yeah, so we'll explain gas in a minute. But sorry, just tell us what Foles were again. Foles stands for Friends of Agency Local. So uh, cool. that's cool. And that's the, the group that you bring together. Yeah. So that, that essentially is, is where we're at at the moment. Um, 
what I'm wanting to to move towards is because I still believe in the power of local, whatever that local may be, and setting up almost sort of different hubs for agency locals. So you've because in going back to collaboration, which is one of the key drivers, people in in marketing and agency world tend to collaborate locally, especially at the small with the smaller businesses. So, you know, I'm a web developer, you know, in in Basingstoke. I will collaborate with somebody near me for that's a copywriter that does SEO, that does graphic design, all the things I don't do and will work together. But it, they they tend to work on a local basis. Saying that, you know, COVID's changed the definition of local. So I think to me local sounding like it's almost almost regional non-city smaller you know style of businesses that are that it would be nice geographically to be local so i have to say it that if you're local then you can go to the local which for non-australians means pub but i think that they do say that in the in the uk as well but they do indeed <laughs> so you can have local agency at local but i think Two, what I'm hearing here that I hadn't picked up before, and, and I've known Chris for a while now, is the the strength of the collaboration that probably the creative industries have over others and what we, uh, what others can learn from that. Because I think that as we go forward, there is definitely, you know, specialization and niching down is going to become more and more important. So people, as you go globally, actually understand what you do. So you know, in say the accounting industry, everyone thinks you're an accountant, but there's different styles and different things. But we do tend to go, I will do that when just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's what I call the uh, the coronavirus of the marketing world. It's the inability to say no. And that that is any expert. <laughs> um, but if you can have solution and, and find out and you can bring someone you trust in, it's such an easy play and then you can stay that like the more you can stay on what you're great at the happier you'll be and, and the more money you make and then the more collaboration you can have the less you have to go and hunt for people of like minds because it all comes in in the collaboration i think that's what's thing one thing i've really learned from this this conversation that i had kind of missed is the um the actual collaboration power because what we speak about a lot and we talk about and a lot of our training does is how do you collaborate and why has it not really succeeded you know financial planners not collaborating with accountants and blah 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 and i think um you know we go through a whole lot of things the, the conversation the communication and everything like that but what i just thought of is perhaps there's a little bit of the element of the type of people that we're trying to collaborate with as well which is not something we can solve but we can certainly look at successful ones successful expert creative experts doing that already i yeah i i i think it it comes down to mindset um in a lot of lot of ways and i i think the world has moved on from that competitive mindset that we had last century you know yeah. where we're all competitors it's cutthroat and all the rest of it I, that that businesses that still have that mindset, they won't be around much longer. 
No, and it's also so fatiguing as well. It's just like, let's all just get together. There's plenty, there's so many people, so many people in the world who need our help. And, you know, if we, as experts, and I, I want to see more collaboration between the different styles. So the collaboration or marketing all the way down, you know, through the growth stuff um, and then the implementation stuff of sort of the accountants and the protection and the, and the, um, you know, the, even the compliance advisory pieces as well. And, you know, how we can link it all up too, you know, to take the local one step further. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's what Simon Sinek calls, you know, worthy rivals. Yes. Not not necessarily competitors. They're worthy they're rivals. And, and I've always had the, you know, the thought, thought that actually, you know, even if you've got two people that do the same thing. So say you've got two web development agencies do they really compete well they both create websites however one may do it in one sector and one may do it in another sector one may do it on one platform one may do it on another platform you know one has a different process to the other you know one could could be exclusive and, and charge higher prices than the other yeah you know, they're both web developers but they're very very different yeah so you know what is this person's client may may not be this person's client. So if they come across an opportunity of the other person's client, then they can just refer them to them. And you know, I've always thought that you know, if you if you're running a successful business and you've you've attracted more clients than you can actually serve, then what are you going to do with them? Well, what's better than you know? It's much better to go. Well, look, we can't deal with you now, but these guys are really good. Go and talk to them. Exactly, exactly, and that's such a such a um, amazing place to end because I think that that's important, and we are all in this together, you know, all of us. And I um, I'm working with somebody at the moment, and and they said something that was nice. There's no competitors. There's just merely alternatives. And sometimes you've got to look at your different alternatives, and they might not be say um, you know another agency to agency. There, you know, there's all sorts of alternatives. But also, too, and I was recording a podcast earlier today with somebody and she said as well that because we are going to be more relationship-based businesses and more things are going to be around relation, every individual person will have different, attract different styles of people as well. So you, the com- com- competitor really is going to go because while you might do a similar thing, you're definitely a different person and, you know, the People buy from people, particularly in the service industry, with both of us are in, you know, and very much, um, you know, that's what we've got to go and go forward. And, you know, just sort of swinging back onto the actual model that you're talking about, which is bringing community together with the different income streams, you know, the membership subscription one, which doesn't rely on you turning up every day, which is super important going forward. And then the one-on-one coaching that does for the individual coaching or whoever that may be, but you can stop and start that and understand it. Um, And then, of course, the partnership one's so rich. But if one of them breaks, you've got the others. And also, I think that's a model you can take forward, even if you're, you know, a finance business and you wanted to kind of get a group of like-minded in, you know, people, clients together, it's a, it's, it's a model that you can use in many ways, not just people like yourself and I, um, I who tend to have like, you know, obviously we're finance experts, sort of those type of people where you're the creatives, we can use this sort of model. But if you have a business and you've got a 
expertise in, I'm just going to say tradies because everyone uses them. So tradesmen, you can bring them together as a community because they can't afford the big money, but they can afford to come together and then they can collaborate really well with with workforce and stuff. And imagine if accountants got together, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear from my clients, oh, we're short. And you go, well, if we're a part of this big collaboration group, which we're building, they can they can work together, you know, and fill it up. And I'm sure that you could work this model a lot. And I think community is so important going forward. And I think Forbes, Forbes in one article I read, their prediction for, for 2022 is it's the year of the community. And you know, I think you know, communities are so powerful, you know, again, especially at the moment, people need belonging, somewhere to belong and be a part of. And if you're running a smaller business, it's lonely. So that is, again is another reason to be part of a community. But you know, you're right. Yeah, this could, you know, a business has a clients and they tend to treat clients individually, whereas whereas bringing them together as a community can be an added value that through from dealing with that with that business, and especially you know it's ideal for an accountant. Because the accountant's client base tends to be varied in terms of what they do. So building a community out of your clients, um, providing people with, with value, with information, with education, with insight as a, as a group. And can you imagine the collaboration that could go on? It's, it's collaboration, but, but also from, from the, uh, the organization that's doing this, it, it's around client retention. You know, it's about building stronger relationships with the clients that you've got. Absolutely. And I mean, we used to run and we, we still have this, this program. We set this up in, in other businesses, but we kind of tend to put it around, um, you know, marketing or, you know, workshops that go over a year or, or something like that with 10 or 12 people. And I can tell you that most times all of those people end up working together, building stuff together. I had two, three clients actually when we first tried this years ago, this was even before technology, and they ended up because they were, I wouldn't say rogues is the wrong word, but they were tight. So they got this website guide to give them a two for three deal because <laughs> they all three of them, there was a vet and a, electri a vet electrician and a, um, I can't remember what was her business. I think it was a hairdresser. And yes, they got together and with one of the website guys in, in the thing as well. And this is way back when you were talking about websites and websites were like, you know, $20,000 or some silly amounts of money. And yeah, they kind of had the same sort of thing built, but with different content in it. And it was really interesting how they did that. And I think those guys still hang out. That's fantastic. That's now sold, but yeah. So there's things like that, that has nothing to do with us. We bring the people together, we give them the space and then they go and, um, have some fun and we've got to start switching our mindset to understand what value is and community and building safe community with like-minded people is an immense value to people and don't judge it on your own you know what you used to do and and see how you go forward and and, and make experiments well chris that was i think very insightful i think that um it's, it's such a interesting thing to keep looking at this keep curious Another thing I know that you do, which I, I find wonderful, you know, when you talk about the human thing, you had the book club, you know, which every time I see it, it seems to be a book I've ever read or have on my desk or or something like that. And I think that also brings something that's outside business. And yes, for all my listeners, he has read, 
he did have Braid <laughs> Dare to Lead as part of the book club, I believe. Yes, we have that as one of our <laughs> books of the month last year. Yeah. Now, the book club's fantastic. I love the book club because it's... <sighs> It, it's it's part and parcel of this, you know, the mindset of continual learning, and you know, it, and that's you know that whole education and and development is is a key part of what we're doing, and the book club is brilliant. You know, it's I've read more books since I started the book club than I have in the last year than probably in the last ten, but it's been is fantastic. It, I I absolutely love the book club. It's it's brilliant. And see, that's an idea. It, it, it's nothing necessarily directly to do it. Well, it is actually because business is very personal and, and you need to really work through your mindsets and do all that sort of personal development um, to be successful and bringing that too. So if you could to give, well, I'll put you on the spot here, one tip for people who are thinking, listen, I really have not, you know, I was interested in, in, in what these guys are talking about today. What would be your first step for somebody to think, would this model work for me or what's the first thing that they could do? Um, a very simple atomic habit style of step to, to, to experiment with it. I would say that probably the first step would be to organise some sort of event, you know, a webinar or, or something like that, but don't do it as a broadcast. You may want to broadcast, you know, pick a topic but let people talk amongst themselves give them the opportunity to get to know each other and yeah. and build relationships so you know it's it, it's it's putting look at your customers and put them at the center of what you're doing what is that commonality that these guys want and could get out of a community and you know, a lot of it in, and, the, and by putting on sort of an event that could be you know quite exclusive just for your clients whatever that is a great way to to just start to build that relationship yeah cool test it and you'll probably have your pilot program um just there and i love that make your clients the center stage not the expert <laughs> Fantastic. The hero in every business is not the business, it's the client. It's the client. Wouldn't be there. The business doesn't exist without it. Well, Chris, thank you so much. I think that we got so much out of that and um, I'm glad we were able to make this happen today. Excellent. Sam, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Very good. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. And as always, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. We work super hard on this podcast and are passionate about helping expert entrepreneurs build businesses without overwhelm. To help us, can you please leave a review if you loved it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform?